So our industry wouldn't be much without all of the suppliers that we have, all of the enthusiasm that they show and everything that they bring to our table as operators and restaurateurs, hoteliers, publicans, etc, etc. Today we've got a fantastic example of that and it is a double duo with Sam and Dan from Airship and Toggle. I've been wanting to get the guys on the podcast for ages, they've been so kind over the years supporting the podcast and sponsoring and taking ads and telling everyone about it and I think Sam Brown who's the Chief Commercial Officer there was one of the OG fans I think of the podcast, I think he was probably listening number one and two with uh, my family and him being the only listeners back in the day so I'm so glad that we've created a great friendship and also got close to Dan who is the brains behind everything Airship and Toggle. It's just a good laugh, a wee Friday podcast, we talk about CRM and tips, we also talk, or tips for CRM not tips tips and then we also talk about the hospitality industry, what it means to be part of it, and we come up with some silly ideas, including shaving Airship and Toggle's logo into the side of dogs and setting them free into the city. I don't know, it was a Friday, we're feeling a bit giddy, but I think you'll really enjoy it, and just a huge thank you from me to the guys for everything that they do for the industry. They could quite easily offer their service and just punt that and nothing else, but they really are friendship and supportiveness first before anything else also during covid they just did some great things offering toggle for free just because it was the right thing to do but anyway it was a friday sesh with no drink and just a great chat so i think you'll really get something out of it and i'll see you on the flip side supersonic supersonic Supersonic! 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 Welcome to Supersonic Hospitality Marketing with me, Mark McSee, where we meet the most interesting people in hospitality, marketing, business and beyond to hear tips, tricks and tales to help your brand boom. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity and serve guests better. And now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Vita Mojo is proud to be the headline sponsor of the Supersonic Marketing Podcast. VitaMojo transforms chaos into confidence for hospitality operators worldwide, empowering brands to streamline order management and take control of their business. With its flexible end-to-end order management system, VitaMojo gives you one central place to manage your menu across every channel, brand and location. But VitaMojo is much more than an out-of-the-box software solution. The VitaMojo team are with you every step of the way, providing the partnership you need, the technology you want, and the experience your guests deserve, all in one place. VitaMojo will help you adapt to whatever the world throws at your hospitality business. For more information, visit vitamojo.com slash supersonic. 
Hi, it's me, Mark McSee, with a quick message. Just to let you know, my day job, obviously, some of you might know, is being a brand and marketing advisor, strategist, coach, all these things for tech, B2B and hospitality businesses. Just to let you know that I'm actually going to have a couple of these spaces, I think, opening up over the next few months. So if you need a me in your life and in your business to help you get more famous and help you grow those sales, then please get in touch. It's mark at supersonic.marketing and I would love to hear all about your business and obviously help you too. And I'll be using experience from Pret, Deshum, Rosa's Tie, Holiday Extras, SSP, Costa and many, many more. So if you need a friendly neighbourhood brand and marketing advisor, then look no further and give me a wee shout. Also, if you can tell all your pals, that'd be really helpful too. So it gives me the most double trouble pleasure ever to introduce my next guests, plural, who are Dan Brookman, CEO, and Sam Brown, CCO of Airship and Toggle. Hello. 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 How's it going? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes Made yes, it through yes, another yes. week. Well, in my fridge for tonight, I have two cans of Guinness. Very Ooh. exciting. And I ordered some OG Iron Brew. Okay. The 1901 variant, which is the, the one. Then. And then what I've been doing is, you know, you get Moju ginger shots. Yeah. So there used to be a thing called Fiery Iron Brew, and it was limited, and it was ginger beer and iron brew smashed together, and they made this lovely baby, you know, <laughs> and uh, you can't get it anymore. But if you add the Moju ginger to any iron brew, oh my lord! And I just it's been in my mind because obviously Burns Night was uh, lately. So I was uh, getting all emotional about that, you know. Um, so you're just fresh back from RMI success. Yet again, another amazing activation. Yep. Um, I don't know how you top it every time, but we had the selfie market of the year thing last year. Um, you know, umpteen up activate. Because the thing is, B2B marketing's hard, right? And yeah, often boring, usually boring. <laughs> And you're the only ones I see, I think, doing something interesting. I, I think that's because we don't think about it as an activation. Okay, so those uh, words were banded around and a lot of people said to me, you've smashed it again, what an amazing activation. And that 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 word has never entered my brain. Yeah. That's what we were doing. Yeah. We think about it all as marketing and how what can we do to – bring some life to an event or what can we do to make everybody feel great? What can we do to, you know, spur the industry on? That's how we think about it all the yeah. time. We don't approach it in a way of, of going, how do we activate really well at this event? It's like, what's our campaign? What are we going to do? You know, what's the energy we can bring to it? Yeah. Well, what I think it's just, it's just like to sound, I guess I'm trying to sound clever. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, I, I think, no, I think that if you think about it, I think that people think about these conferences and what they can do there and are they going to bring along a, you know, guitar hero or are they going to do some sort of, you know, what's the quirkiness that they can bring to keep customers engaged? Mm. Uh, and, uh, I, I, you know, I, what, what we when we do stuff, we try and think about what's the longevity we can get from it. Yeah. 
and how yeah. how can we move the dial really and it's a yeah. marketing campaign and it's yeah. just the same as the operators are doing for christmas or valentines or for a specific event or for a launch party you know it's 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 just the same as they're doing for consumers. Yeah. well I, I think going back i think there's been a little bit of the sam brown factor here as well so you know i think when sam came in i really was i mean you're the hottest b2b marketing mind around fact right i hope that's hang, that's hang on a minute who sam or me sam oh wow this is already the best podcast we've done together he's done i'm out i'm out i'm done i'm done how many hours that six minutes, six minutes. so but, I, I'd actually... How did that all start? Because, you know, you were at somewhere else yeah. and then you jumped ship and came over. Where what he did didn't you... do any marketing. Yeah, yeah. What, what what did you find when you came? Oh, so you take the glory, is this? No, no. I, is? I'd say it's actually a very, very uh, well-oiled double act. And I think the title of marketeer is misplaced on me. Uh, I think... But I, I'm going to take the praise and I'm going to uh, take that part and play it. So I think uh, when I joined Airship, two things uh, happened very quickly because, as you know, previously my experience was many years in in, in tech sales for hospitality. Um, and it was actually a conversation with the wonderful Anne Elliott, mm. who's the non-exec director there, um, who inspired me and said, you know, you should be louder, you should be more um, visible in the sector and you should get your opinions out there more and you should talk because, you know, um, she kind of made me feel comfortable about my tone of voice and approach to, to conversations. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, no one cares what I've got to say. And, and Anne very kindly took me on a bit of a journey about how I could approach that differently. And uh, when I landed at Airship with some preconceptions about how B2B marketing should be done, I genuinely believe Dan is, and I do say this begrudgingly because I do like uh, to give him as many verbal digs as possible in our relationship. I'd say he's the most uh, talented uh, B2B marketer in this sector. The marketing brain he has is phenomenal. And I think what I actually bring to the table is I am just the uh, loudest uh, marketer in our sector. I think I make a lot of noise. So any channel, any event, I'll be the loudest there. And a lot of it is... Uh, being a megaphone for ideas that have usually started within Dan's brain, so I'm going to say it's a shared a shared trophy. Yeah, was Dan's thoughts and my megaphone. And what I would add to that is that when Sam joined our business, um, that was a pivotal moment for me because it enabled me to stop worrying about sales. Yeah, okay? and being able to release uh, that that responsibility to somebody else who was going to take that mantle and run with it, uh, especially at that time. Um, Sam and I were like, I don't know, we're like Vic and Bob. Hinge and Bracket, if you remember, we're, Hinge we're and like Bracket. Like and Skinner or Laurel and Hardy some days. Yeah. Um, you know, we, 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 we complement each other in so many different ways yeah. and bring the best out of each other in so many different ways. And all of the marketing that comes out of our business starts with a nub of an idea from any one of us uh, and then is either enhanced or discarded and then it's built on and then the nuances are discussed and then how we make it shine and how we bring it to life and how we'll make people remember it. And it all happens very quickly. There's a whole mm -hmm. team of people doing it. Um, but we you know, we live and breathe marketing and yeah. customer engagement. Um, uh, well, what, well, what I was going to say was like, 
So I get this all the time, and, and I think about you guys a lot, and I get this all the time where I get LinkedIn message, never met the person before, hi, uh, you know, I've, I, I want, I've got this tech product, let's say, or it's a drinks product, whatever it is, and I want to get into hospitality. You know, this is always the, and then what they want from me is not marketing advice at all. They just want my contacts and, mm -hmm. you know, and then what I'd look like is some kind of cheap salesperson or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So what I was going to say from that point then, it is difficult, this, getting in hospitality, and B2B marketing is one thing, and I know there's no such thing and all that, but, you know, it, it's certainly different from B2C in some ways. Um, but when... You know, because maybe like more technical things you have to go through and things like that, rather than buying shampoo, right? You know, it's a little bit different. But in terms of, you know, that whole getting into hospitality and networking, and I mean, how does someone even approach that? Because I mean, Dan, were you always in hospitality before, or were you in other areas? How how did that work? Uh, so I started in hospitality at sixteen, collecting mm -hmm. glasses. Uh, and then at eighteen, working behind bars. Um, is that then, not is that not mind sweeping? Do you mean you actually had a job, or are we just going round to have a? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, literally, actually being paid to clean <laughs> slops out of glasses before putting them in a glass washing machine and back on shelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, and then I owned and operated venues in my early twenties. Uh -huh. So a lot of people will know uh, the story of uh, me buying this bloody swimming pool on a credit card. Um, you know, and it was a five percent deposit, and I was a you know a little bit stoned at the time, um, <laughs> as, as was the way back then. Um, you know, and uh, a bit of a laugh with a few mates, and this building's come up for sale, and somebody should buy it and turn it into a pub, and me going, "That's a great idea," and ringing up the number. Uh, and asking them if they could put it on a credit card and them saying yes and me just doing it. Um, so <clears throat> I've always worked in hospitality. Uh, prior to me uh, uh, buying the pub, uh, I did a board game. Uh, prior to that, I did a like a, a little concept around uh, mailings and sales promotion on Target. It was called Spot Marketing. What, and, what was what was a board game done? No, it, was a, it, was a, it was the launch of the Super Tram in Sheffield. Right. Uh, so I wrote a board game, which was about traveling around the board with a shopping list and visiting all the businesses and the businesses paid me sponsorship money. Oh. Um, and uh, and that was like, I think I was 18 and that was my first or maybe 17. And, and Business Link South Yorkshire gave me five grand to help market it. And WH Smiths agreed to stock it and the Super Tram endorsed it. Um, and all the big like arena, they came on board and the council got behind it. And then the funny thing was, is I went along to... The Park Pub, which is next to Hillsborough Football Ground, uh -huh. um, uh, and to pitch the trader community, uh, basically, at uh, 17, 18 years old. And I stood up in front of uh, the trader community, and it's all the shop owners and local businesses and, like, the trade organization for the area. Uh, and I basically got my board game out and showed them it. And honestly, no word of a lie, I had to leave the room. Because uh, they were so angry because the super tram basically running through their shop oh. killed these shopping areas. They were over over budget. It was six months too late. They did not have compensation. I mean, they hated it. Like, right. it never came back. The business never came back. North of Sheffield, Hillsborough, Middlewood was like this 
bustling, amazing community, this town. You know, it was bonkers how busy it was. Uh, and the Supertramp killed it. Oh, Absolutely no. murdered it. Um, murdered it. Uh, so, yeah, that was that board game done. There was no way anybody was going to go on that board. Uh, yep. And it, it got canned very quickly after right. that. And then into sort of straying into more salesy tech arenas? Uh, what? From, yeah, I mean, not particularly. I mean, I did seven years of hospitality and then built PowerText, which was the that's our first gambit, if you like. That's yeah. the ownership in 2003. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I built it because I had this membership card called the Dependa card, uh, which was basically me getting around licensing law. Uh, and creating a membership which allowed me to discount booze uh, mm. because the pubs around me could discount booze and I wasn't allowed to discount booze because the license on the deep end was the first license in Sheffield for about 20 years, new license. I was 23 years old. Mm. Uh, the magistrates uh, were like, you're too young to run a pub in this absolutely nutter area of town, um, uh, but we'll allow you to do it, but we're not. We're going to put loads of conditions on your license, which means that we're going to restrict your trading and you're not going to be able to discount or open later or do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we created this Dependent card, which was a physical card. Uh, we put the customer's photo on it. Uh, so we had this little Polaroid behind the bar. We'd snap people's photo. We'd cut it out. Uh, we'd stick it to the card, stick it down and give them this card. They'd buy it off us for 10 quid or something. Mm-hmm. And then they got a discounted drinks list. Uh, but the data was just like on a crap spreadsheet or something. It was just stored somewhere. Um, 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 so we needed to build something better. And when the, before the smartphone was the, you know, the Nokia 9210 or whatever came out yep. and everybody got one uh, and text messaging started flying. Uh, so we built a little platform to allow us to text message our customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, yeah. But how did you even know how to do that? Well, a kid approached me uh, who was working for Gatecrasher and Poonana and some of the dance brands Promise and uh, a few other bits and bobs. Uh, and we hired a computer scientist at Sheffield University, a kid called Mark Little. Uh, he came in and basically built us this platform that then allowed us to start bulk sending text messages using uh, SIM cards uh, and modems plugged into computers. Uh, and we just had, I had the space because I had this bloody great big swimming pool. Um, I had uh, uh, two of the bars at the same time and a couple of other bits and bobs. Um, and we just we just experimented until we could start bulk text messaging people. Um, and then we built a platform off the back of it, this power text uh, platform, and we rolled it out to operators, mainly late night operators at the time, mm. uh, but also in salons and museums and all sorts of people bought it early in the day. Yeah. And were there any restrictions or regulations around doing that at the time? Was it quite loosey-goosey? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was nada. There was nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was really, you know, remember Crazy Frog and premium okay. messaging and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, it was like the Wild West out there. Um, and we had some of those ringtones and graphics companies early on in the day. Um, but it was, you know, we're flying by our seat of our pants then. There's not the sort of startup mentality, the, you know, everything you have now. Mm. Uh, when you want to start a business like you were talking about when people approach you and say i want to get into hospitality you know i've got this tech idea mm. and you think they're coming to you for expertise but actually they just want you to open the door with 10 uh contacts yeah. you know back back then uh you didn't really have that network there was no linkedin mm. there was no no access to expertise if mm. you like uh and people so um 
we just uh, we just launched a platform and went to the operators, went to Gatecrasher, uh, Simon Rain, uh, his door team worked at my venue. Uh, so they finished kicking out my customers. They'd jump in their cars and drive down to Gatecrasher and then they'd work for him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, about half an hour after they kicked out my final customers and we cashed up, we'd all pile down there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, now, I'm, now I'm slightly scared of you as well that you've got this kind of heavies team <laughs> around as well. So yeah, I'll be I'll be much more respectful the next time I see you. Um, <laughs> and then and then from there, then you know, was that like an exit type thing? You know, did you wrap all that up? You know, what what happened there? I I, I burnt out actually. I, I turned thirty and I had um I think I had seven companies. I had a record company and some rehearsal rooms. I had a bar in Chesterfield, a bar in Sheffield, uh, a live music venue, a couple of tech companies, um, and power text. And uh, I just ran out of money. I ran out of steam. I'd not I'd not I'd done that thing where you just don't hire somebody that's got more announce knowledge than you've got you know yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so i just burnt out i fire sold everything i didn't go bust i probably should have gone bust mm -hmm. in hindsight uh but um yeah at 30 i had some terrible habits uh i was having far too much fun um and uh, i had zero control in my life mm -hmm. uh, so it, it all just was you know we could do a podcast just on that period of your life on its own. I've heard some wonderful stories. <laughs> <laughs> it might be bad for business. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's 20 years ago. It's 20 years ago. I mean, you know, the scene, uh, the night life scene back then, you know, uh, with all of the things that went along with it. Yeah. Uh, it was hard. You know, I, I'd not gone into hospitality thinking that this was going to be part of it, but the fights, the football hooligans, the drugs. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. all of the issues that go wrong, wrong with running a late night venue back yeah. then. Uh, I think, you know, it, it was an interesting, it was an interesting time. Uh, do, you, and, yeah. do, you, do you think that burning out is a trait of anyone that is entrepreneurial or most people? I think, I think an entrepreneur runs at a hundred mile an hour and they're, you're, they're always on, you're, you know, you're always, and you know, part of our, I think part of our success is that we're always pushing to do things better. Mm. We're always thinking about what could, what the next thing that we can do, how can it be better? Mm. Uh, and a lot of that's driven uh, from me uh, always, you know, we, I don't settle for mediocre. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a trait. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably a trait. I mean, you know, I've probably had, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it, I don't know how many failures I've had so to speak, failures. Mm. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, it, I think it's probably a trait. Yeah. And, like, just for anyone that... Because I have it, right? I, I, I burn out often. Um, and usually I have a stupid idea, go and do it, and then sort of fall over and, you know, lick your wounds and you're ready to go. Uh, like, I mean, how do you not do that now? You know, do you have coping mechanisms? Have you, you know, how, how do you get any semblance of balance because you know you get a family and you've got to look after yourself and all these things like how how do you do that because a lot of people have no idea how to do that i think i think you're better at understanding what might be a success and what won't be so you're not chasing as many things mm. um i think you're a little bit more structured in uh doing the analysis of uh risk versus reward mm -hmm. uh, on certain ideas as well uh, but I think that as the older you get, you just get a bit more wiser with it, don't you? You know, mm -hmm. you, you probably are able to stop yourself sooner than you were when you were younger. 
yeah. uh, going down a bit of a rabbit hole yeah. uh, with stuff with ideas you know yeah um, but yeah i mean i've got i think six jobs currently six roles um that i you know need to maintain so yeah. i'm probably not better at it um uh, than i used to be but i'm not the sole responsibility for those six things i'm part of teams within those six things yeah 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 Nice. I, I think you do look after it, you know, as as a team. I, I'm, I can only speak for one of your six hats that you ridiculously choose to wear in your life. You know, I don't envy that part at all. Um, but I do think we probably, you know, we do allow each other. I don't just mean you and I. I mean, amongst the senior team at Ashman Toggle, we allow each other to have many burnouts. I mean, I know I feel, I've personally felt supported multiple times over the last three years where, you know, it might not show publicly or it might not, you know, might not do a LinkedIn post about it, but, you know, my head will go. That, um, I'm calling bullshit on that. You do a LinkedIn post about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Went to the toilet. Back <laughs> uh, from the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you like a meeting? Would, would anyone like a meeting? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I see you. I see well, you. I guess I am <laughs> a marketeer in the sector, right? So whatever. But yeah. we, we do allow each other to, as a senior team, have these burnouts, and have these, you know, a, a week or a month or however long it needs to be where you go, right, they're not on full form. So the rest of us step up and fill that gap. Yeah. And I know when he or she is back, we'll step back and they'll fill in for us. And I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but um, the culture at Airship is genuinely mm. like anything mm. I've seen before. And I remember asking lots of questions to the directors in my first few weeks here saying, so what's it really like here? Mm. And them saying to me, I don't understand the question. And me being like, as in like when things go wrong, when the shit hits the fan yeah, 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 yeah. And them being like, we don't understand the question. This is what it's like. It stays like this, whether we're smashing records, whether we're on the brink of going out of business. Like, yeah, they didn't, and a lot of them haven't worked in a different culture to this. So the question itself was alien, and that, um, that is kind of the secret sauce to a lot of what happens here. And so the, the burnouts happen. I just mm. think each other uh, with respect and realize that it's just a job. No, yeah, one yeah, yeah. Well, let let's finish off the that thread on you know getting to airship. So, um. You know, you had power text and you're wrapping up and burning out and all that. And then was a gap in between or was airship quick after that? Yeah, so um so um I locked the door on my last pub, uh, which was called the Art Room uh, in Sheffield Centre. Uh, I think in two thousand and three. I walked mm -hmm. down the street, uh, I'd rented an office, I unlocked that office door. Uh power text moved in there. There was three of us. Uh, from 2003 to 2006, we operated as Powertex. We didn't have any money, uh, very much hand-to-mouth. Uh, we grew that business. We brought some expertise in. Uh, the expertise, I think we raised about 50 grand as an overdraft or something, and uh, we hired a general manager uh, because me and my business partner at the time, uh, uh, we just didn't get on. Uh, we couldn't make decisions. We were just blocking each other all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so we hired a GM. Uh, and uh, we then literally flopped straight into the recession. Uh, so we'd just won some big customers, uh, and we'd sort of scaled it, and we'd done quite well. Uh, and then we flopped into the recession and uh, the launch of the iPhone, mm -hmm. which built SMS pretty much overnight. Um, and uh, then we had to reset again, and we reset and started building some stuff around Net Promoter Score. Uh, we mm -hmm. built some feedback platforms, an inquiry platform, um, we built some new tech, um, but we were specializing then in hospitality. So we ditched all of our customers that were outside of hospitality. Yeah. And two, two, three years later, we'd not really made any, uh, we'd not really grown. So we were sort of treading water. 
And, you know, in as I look back to that, it was just because we were trying to grow organically. And when you're building tech, it's very hard to grow organically, um, you know, especially when you're also selling ours at the same time. So we rebranded Powertex to Airship in 2013, 14. Uh, because actually, at that point, we're a full-service sort of agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Andrew Whiteley and we've got Oscar Smith, who are still both with the business. Mm-hmm. Oscar had been building websites. Andrew had been doing creative and brand for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, 2013, 14, we're a full-service agency. Uh, we're rebranded as Airship. It's not about text messaging anymore. Um, and then in 2018, um, um, the... MD of the business, Rob, stood down and I stepped in uh, mm-hmm. because we, we were just about to head into a another uh, cataclysmic period for the business mm-hmm. uh, where we'd lost two big, big customers. Where, where did the name come from? Airship. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, uh, it was about having a, a view of all of your customers uh, from above and all of that around data. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the bullshit answer. Right. What's and the real answer? The real answer uh, <laughs> is that we got a massive list of domain names that were available um, for under a thousand pounds. Yeah. Uh, we wanted something that was no longer than seven uh, that people would just be able to remember uh, and be able to spell. And it needed to be, a, you know, uh, and that's where it came from. And we whittled it down to Airship. Very um, good. Uh, and the funny, the funny story there is that I went into Novus Leisure, who were a client. And spoke to Ollie Taylor, who's at Simmons Bars nowadays. Right. Uh-huh. And I w- walked into the bold room and I said, Ollie, got a bit something to tell you. You know, no impact on you, but over what's going to happen in uh, in the next three weeks is we're going to rebrand and we're calling ourselves Airship. And he uh, he sort of looked up from his laptop and said, Why the hell would you call yourselves Bear Shit? <laughs> And there was that rebrand down the road. Anyway, yeah, we went ahead anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think so it was fab. And just on that, I, you know, I, I really like your branding and I like, you know, it's almost sort of like cinematic. You know, it's kind of like a sort of, you know, it's it's almost Netflixy in a way. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy it. So no, I think you did a great job on that. So then Airship was born and then the move to CRM then, yeah. what was the... The jump over to that really we were always a crm yeah it's a yeah. processing business in the early days yeah uh, but we'd always had a customer view in there and we yeah. just didn't know what we were yeah um, i think that as a broadcast business we were one to many uh, mm-hmm. and then what we've done over the years and we're not there yet is become more one-to-one uh, yeah. as far as the marketing is concerned so uh the crm uh was just a realization that that's what we'd evolved into mm. Uh, without it really being in a strategy to evolve into it. And now it's a very much a strategy to be the best of it, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to be the best CRM we can possibly be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's funny, you guys. I mean, I, you know, I always see you as a bit of a category of one, you know, uh, you know, and, and I think about that, you know, with brands like Wagamama, for example, you know, I remember this phrase being, bandied around by them and you know you would also say guinness as a category one but yeah i I, i'm not really that cognizant of many others to be honest i mean main conversations i'm ever having with clients is you guys or mailchimp which so it's either diy or get a man in sort of idea Um, i think i don't think (laughs) you're not allowed to say that you're you're meant to be humble humble. i've never even heard of it yeah 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 Bear, bear chimp, 
Yeah, <laughs> what's that? Um, yeah. Anyway, well, so Sam, so you were saying about your ship. So just for anyone that doesn't know, um, you know, sort of elevator pitch or whatever, Dragons Den, you know, someone coming along and, you know, hospitality market out there or CEO or founder or, yeah, what's what's the dealio? What, what is airship? And also, Toggle for that matter. You want to take one each, Dan? Or that both? I thought you were going to ask me there. I was like, I'm not doing. Oh well, yeah, let's take, we can take take one each. I'll I'll do toggle. You can do airship if you like. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, I think the beauty of airship and the reason we do maybe seem as a category of one of the people who have adopted it so much um, is that it simplifies the terrifying prospect of having to organize and um, monetize the oceans of customer data that is out there with all the different tech platforms that are collecting data from your Wi-Fi and your table bookings and your feedback and your ordering and paying your website and your social. So an elevator pitch for Airship is that we become your source of truth. We become your single customer view for anything customer data and allow you to use it in an automatic and triggered manner. So we allow you to do automated messaging on a personalized one-to-one basis with all of your customers depending on whether they are a prospect customer a loyal customer a visited once a lapsed customer and to drive behavior that you want from them whether that's to become a champion of yours or to revisit or to buy online or to visit for the first time or to leave positive feedback airship is basically the central point for all hospitality operators of any size that allows them to make the most of the data that is already coming into their business this is super important because me as a marketer and sitting in businesses and all that, the frustrating thing is they don't use you to your full potential. And that drives me mad. Like, And I'm not saying they've bought a Ferrari and they can't drive. It's not as, as drastic as that. But they've bought something that, you know, and, and I've got a real rage about organic Instagram at the moment that everyone thinks this is the the key to life and it's just like you know when i'm sitting in any board meetings you know i'm certainly thinking about buzzworks you know when, when when i'm with the guys there and you know the figures and the payback from crm is is astonishing and the fact that people haven't got their heads around mm-hmm. personal one-to-one segmentation and they still send a weekly newsletter <laughs> that is one size fits all looks good on no one here's a picture of our food again here's something that's not interesting oh did you know it's valentine's day yeah i did know it was valentine's day because it's the same day every year so you know tell 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 me something interesting you know what i mean I mean, we love working with, with Martin and Kenny at Buzzwords. Yeah, they amazing. keep it simple, they do the basics really well, and they keep processing, they smash it out. But that, that frustration you have um, is partly our fault as well in terms of people not using the platform to its utmost. You know, mm. it's the half of the job is us to, to educate and push people. And a lot of our marketing comes from that, that the people operating our platform have a lot more on their to-do list other than just run a CRM. However... It's one of the most important, you know, Dan's talking well, about burnout and effort versus return. Pick your battles. Oh, yeah. If, you know, if you, if you know that you're going to get, you know, 300 times more back than saying link in bio for a flipping Instagram post that no one sees or cares about. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just like, you know, and I think I ran, um, CRM team for a little while at, at lastminute.com and, you know, that was millions of, people on there and it was one of the og 
sort of newsletters and we used to have so much fun with it as well. Like we used to like, see, we had, I think we got about five ASAs, like with how, you know, advertising standard wraps and the rest for, and we took that as a badge of pride, you know, and, and that's <laughs> the other thing, the, the you know, the frustrations I always, not the frustrations, sorry, that's the wrong word, the things that, the problems that arise as well, everyone you can't believe, you probably do believe, you can't believe the amount of discussions about email marketing templates. And you're like, it's what you put in the template. Yeah. I don't give two hoots what's right. And then also, everybody's newsletters look the same. And and anyway. I, I, I just find it staggering. And when you go out to, I, I love looking at other industries for newsletters and communications, certainly retail. And one of the best, I said it in my speech at RMI, uh, that's recorded, you know, I'll send it to everybody, but um, the Who Gives a Crap newsletters is yeah. one of the best things you've ever seen. And and I think, the, yes, you know, obviously you can educate people of the art of the possible, Yeah. but you're saying to them, here's how to get a six-pack. They have to do the work to get the six-pack. But I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm staggered that, you know, each restaurant doesn't even have two variants. Like it's it's just I, I don't get it. I think it's absolutely mad. It's it's hard, isn't it? Because marketeers are pulled in every different direction uh nowadays. Their their time is so limited and they've got people that are just basically, you know, shouting at them from everywhere, yeah. asking them to do things that might not really be part of their role. I think there's also a, a something around SaaS in general and these platforms that we buy and we pay for. Um, you know, we're all guilty of not getting the most out of them mm. and taking the time. I mean, we've probably got 20 SaaS platforms in our business yeah. uh, that we use, whether it's uh, we use Intercom for our support mm. channels and our, uh, uh, you know, our support articles, our academy, as we call it. Uh, we've got GitLab and GitHub and, you know. And you've got, you've got a Git sitting next to you. Yeah, lo loads <laughs> Yeah, loads of gits. Um, yeah, so there's there's loads of different platforms that we use, and actually, you know, we we uh, uh, I don't think we probably use fifty percent mm -hmm. of those platforms in a lot of cases uh, yeah. as far as the functionality and the, the streamlined workflows and automations, and you know, just getting the most out of them. So there's something at the top level says you've got to get the most out of the platforms that you use. Yeah, and then there's something that says you need to make time. Uh, and under, and I think that's why we, with Airship particularly, we introduced um, known revenue and assumed revenue as far mm. as measures mm. so that actually we re can report back to operators as to how much money their CRMs are generating for them. Yeah. Like, lots of work to do on that. Uh, yeah. But actually, by doing that, we then can lift the budgets in marketing teams to do more. Uh, I can use the word forensic a lot at the moment. It's probably the wrong bloody word. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm meaning by it is actually uh, um, is working the CRMs mm. uh, to drive through to business goals because I don't mm. think we do that a lot anymore either. I don't think it's about yeah. you know but filling seats. But I think you sit in these meetings on a Monday. Sales have never been harder. Yep. You don't need to come up with something new. Do you know what I mean? It's like, all right, maybe we should shave some dogs with a logo on and let them loose in the city. Well, no, like just like, and it, again, it's like taking a free kick or whatever it is. Just pro make a promise to yourself as a marketer 
I'm going to spend the next four weeks learning everything about that system and yep. its capabilities, because yep. then that will spark creative ideas, which then you can go off and do it. And also, you know, I was I, I did a podcast yesterday with Jack Edge, uh, uh, ex Mission Hello. Mars. You know, love Jack. Yeah, ah, yeah, he was he was God. saying you're you're doing some stuff in that, and uh, but again with him, I was really chuffed. You know, I love to see it. But he's just sitting going, he's obsessed about which customers have been in. Have they been back in 30 days? Have they been back in 60 days? Why not? Honestly, the, the, the amount of percent of people that have even just got a lapsed program in place yeah. to get people back. And it's just like, it's shooting fish in a barrel. Mm -hmm. Not to be clinical or transactional or weird, but... You know, everyone's sitting scratching their head going, must get sales, must get sales. And, well, there, there you go. A creative agency for the hospitality sector, Saved by Robots create compelling brands and memorable experiences through great design and engaging storytelling. From Scottish Restaurant of the Year Sugarboat to Tip Jar, the digital tipping platform that's taken over the world, Saved by Robots excel at bringing ideas to life. As well as developing new concepts and refreshing existing brands, the robots provide outsourced graphic design to help multi-site operators grow with confidence. Check out their work and get in touch at savedbyrobots.com. Hi everyone, I'm Lucy, Head of Sales at Airship & Toggle. Hopefully you've heard of us before, but in case you're not sure what we do, let me bring you up to speed. Airship is a leading hospitality marketing CRM, supporting operators by building a better understanding of their customers' visiting habits to help them target, personalise and automate their marketing and deliver a return on investment. And Toggle, which is our gift card platform and generated a whopping £48 million for the sector in 2023 through the sale of prepaid gift cards, experiences, tickets, merchandise and so much more. I'm here to tell you a little secret though. Airship CRM have a huge update coming, which is going to change hospitality marketing in 2024, making it faster and stronger than ever before. If you want to learn a little bit more before we launch, just get in touch with me on lucy at airship.co.uk or you can visit our website to learn more about what we do for hospitality at airship.co.uk. I loved the fact that Clive Chesler from Punch Pubs was in the room at RMI last week. Right. And yeah, it, all right, he did a speaking spot on stage, right. but he was there the whole day. And he right. stayed the didn't end. just come in and out. Yeah, he didn't come in and out. Right. And, he said, uh, and I chatted to him because obviously he took a copy of the book. Yeah. Uh, but I chatted to him. Very and, good book, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Well, actually, just we need to talk about the book and more. But I thought the book was going to be jokey as well. Just because no. Sam, you just WhatsApp me and say, Oh, can you do a quote for us? I was like, Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just Great thought quote, it was by the way. Thank <laughs> try my best. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've nothing else to do at the moment, but uh, but uh, yeah, so so I just assumed then it was going to be fun, frivolous, pamphlety, you know, da, da, da. and then I got the PDF and I was like, Holy moly, there's a lot of work in that, that was great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, he did a great job. But we'll talk about it. We say, I saw Clive at the RMI. Aye. Yeah, so he was there. So CEO, Punch Pubs is in the room, is listening. Aye. You know, uh, more CEOs need to go to that event. 
Yeah. Uh, there needs to be more of an emphasis on on uh, uh, marketing budgets and you know marketing teams and ROI and uh, them uh, enabling them to do their jobs mm-hmm. uh, better. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, I just want to shave a logo into the side of a dog now more than anything. Oh yeah, I mean obviously we all do. So that's all I can think about now is where I can get a bunch of dogs. We've got like seven office dogs. We've got loads of dogs. There you in go. There we get go. on it. I'm coming yeah. over with some flippers. I'll be there by about 4 p.m. And the campaign could be called Doggle. Oh. You know what I mean? Using using Toggle is simpler than shaving a logo into the side of a dog. And I can try and shave seven in and soon yeah. to Toggle shop next. Great idea. There you go. Yeah. Toggle. Right. Done. It's, Thanks, it's, it's done. Um, and uh, yeah, just. Uh, Reminds me of a story. Um, you know David Campbell, uh, ex Wagamama man. He's only in Steen now. So David used to work at Virgin Radio, and it was a challenger brand. You know, against Radio One, the enemy was Radio One. And anyway, long story short, he released sheep into the Radio One roadshow that I'm sure they were branded up in some way, and it said, you know, don't be a sheep. Listen to. To Virgin Radio, I, th- I think he maybe even get some police action out yeah. of that. Anyway, some some kind of slap on the wrist. But yeah, I mean, yeah, talk about a a smart marketer. He's 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 the one. He's he's a legend, you know. Um. So yeah. So then, what? Um. So anything else on Airship? Then I mean, it, it's going well. You get some great clients. Any sort of new news from Airship in terms of uh, developments uh, of of what you're focusing on and what you're trying to do? Yeah, I mean, it's um. It's uh, it's going to be a really exciting year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really exciting year. We're we're doing this massive migration over to uh, Amazon AWS at the moment and a platform called Single Store. So, uh, without getting too technical, um, uh, Airship um, is based on MySQL um, as a database schematic, yeah. uh, and then we've had it on a private cloud for all all for all eternity. Uh, for since we were born, it's been on private cloud, yeah. which basically means we maintain our own servers. And as we grow, we plug buy another server, twenty grand. Uh, yeah. We yeah plug it into the rack. Uh, it backs up in different cities. You know, it's mirrored. It does all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, and we're taking it and we're moving it to the cloud. Um, and then we're moving it to this single store. And single stores basically like optimized data base yeah. uh, management. And it's means we can do things in real time. And it means that the speed of the platform uh, is going to increase by tenfold. Um, so it's literally uh, going to be push button. Things happen. Complex searches happen. And where that leaves us is that uh, we can roll stuff out faster. And we've got some really cool stuff around favorite location and some different algorithm stuff that we've not rolled out so far uh, across the board. Some customers have got it, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um and then it's going to be around uh, a, a lot around AI. You like this year, next year, all about AI with Airship and how we can, um, well, how we can utilize it uh, for the good of marketing and how we can just get rid of a load of the rubbish that marketers yep. have to do that they shouldn't have to do when uh, running a CRM. Well, as a marketer, right, if you could. Well, I mean, you would be able to use AI to write a newsletter anyway, but, you know, I think um, 
you know, like if you could talk to AI and say, you know, plan me out a segmentation campaign, plan me out. That you know, I think that'd be amazing. One of my clients, a holidays client, that I'm a, a Ned for. I don't know if I'd, I'd said yes before. This was amazing. They used AI and took two hundred thousand of their uh, customers, and their customers were then they had some data about their customers. And they had where they were going on holiday. You know, if it was Dublin or Lisbon or whatever it was. And they sent them 200,000 different uh, city guide pre-trip emails oh, that man. then was of use to them. And then it was, you know, all super accurate. We did some QA, whatever they did. And then they put it into German and the German was like, you know, 99.999 accurate, you know, for the German customers. And you're just like, oh, I mean, it's mind-blowing. I'll tell you what else, LinkedIn's AI it's really good for rewriting your posts. Yeah. I'm, uh, less, I'm less bothered about that. I'm less bothered. I think yeah. the uses of it because. Oh, I yeah. I mean, that's small. But yeah. I just I, I had it the other night for a job alert for someone and it just wrote it in so much more of an eye-catching, engaging no, way than, than I'd written. So I, I was did, like, did, oh. did you not? Did you not think that it loses the nuance of you, though, as an individual? Is that not the... What make that's what scares yeah, me about. I think, I think it's it a No, homogenized. No, you know? I, well, it was spelt correctly for a start, so that was <laughs> that was good news. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it chucked in emojis and all that. You know, so oh, actually, no. yeah, so it made it like you know, you know how like tick tick tick, and then it, there's yep. the sirens and the job alert, and so I was, I was pretty impressed with it. You know, yeah, I thought it was very I mean, good. Well, if anything's going to take away my LinkedIn crown, then it's the enemy to me, Mark. So oh, well, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Oh, no, but it'll get you more engagement. They'll still think oh, it's you. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. yeah. And then I was thinking about you, Sam, in terms of, you know, any tips as well. So, you know, coming from the RMI and all that, you know, going into 2024, are there any sort of tips for better CRM, you know, in terms of how, or, you know, are you inspired by, some other people's CRM that you think, oh man, I wish more people would do this. You know, are you seeing a change? Uh, I think we are seeing a, a, a change definitely over the last couple of years, um, which is great. I think a lot of it is, is down to the fact that a lot of the different tech providers uh, across hospitality are now playing much nicer together and they have genuine integration. So not kind of just paying lips to it and saying, yeah, we send data over, but actually yeah. high quality integrations that give operators more functionality to move faster and do that level of segmentation. So going back to uh, Jack Edge, you know, he was probably one of the first ones that worked with us really closely to do more innovative stuff with CRM. And then when you say out loud, it's not. And this is what kind of comes out of RMI when you see people like, you know, James Mobbs on stage speaking or or Jack Edge doing his stuff like he did with yesterday. The stuff that really catches people's attention and and is – something that's repeatable and consistent and makes a big difference over the full year, it's not rocket science. It's not mind-blowing stuff. If, if anything, it's almost going under the radar with how uh, simple it is. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the the big trend we are seeing is more and more of our customers now uh, are setting up, and this sounds silly, but to echo what you just said, they're setting up the basics like birthday journeys or yeah, yeah. or uh, lapsed customer journeys or segmenting their uh, comms just based on things like pop, which is uh, what we refer to to refer to proof of presence. So, you know, the technology exists now because of those integrations that yeah. um, a brand that the three of us, the Shoom, I think we all share a, a love sure. for. 
yeah, yeah. Um, would now, you know, enter any tech providers and CRMs that are available. They have the ability to know with with pretty good accuracy mm. how often the three of us have been in over the last year or two, which venues we've been to, what time of day, what size of table we booked, how long we were there for. And they might speak to me differently than yourself because it's been about six months since I've visited a Dishoom. Mm. I saw one of your posts that you've been there much more recently than six months ago, Mark. And, you know, depending on which our favorite location is, I might get notified about things that are happening in Manchester, which is unlikely for you two to visit anytime soon. But that's where I go most often. And, you know, I got I got uh, a tirade of, uh, it's not the right word, a tidal wave maybe of uh, emails last week. It was my birthday. Yeah. You know, it was... I mean, it was great to see. My, I'm, I'm rede- working my way through redeeming all of them now and spending as much money as I can. <laughs> I'm getting as much through it as airship uh, expenses as I can. Um, it's great. Um, it, you know, it's just seeing that people are adopting it because I can go back year on year for the same brands and see how many I was getting on my birthday. And it's just exponentially getting bigger, but then more and more innovative ways throughout the year to speak to me as an individual based on my favorite location, my visit frequency. Yeah. My spend, my table booking preferences, um, it, it's great. So yeah, people like Jack. People need to be, uh, you know, watching what they're doing and how they're approaching it. But without the pun, in terms of Jack's name, but you know, is there anything in CRM that would give you the edge? So you know, because uh, I remember, you know, back to my last minute dot com days, the subject line was everything, and and actually, two things: pop pop bitch is still going, and. Camilla's uh, lines are always amazing on 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 the top, and then I just actually saw an old copy of an NME uh, posted on Twitter, and those headlines have gone as well. You know yeah. where it was a picture of Ride. Do you remember the band Ride? And uh, they all they were they quite pouty lips, and the, the the headline was pout to the tops, which is then a reference to a jams uh, style cancel song. Um, so you know it just cleverness and yeah. I don't see that much at no. all. Like that's gone. Libby Andrews and the team at Faux are always very. Good. Oh yeah, their last customer. Yeah, their last customer email subject line is, "Please don't fucking leave us." Yeah, nice. Like, okay, bravo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the hangover pop up and the yeah. what they do. Um, well, one really easy shortcut that I would recommend any marketer do in this sector is looking for a little bit of a shortcut, which I think we all are just whilst we're speaking about Jack Edge, is um, lean on your suppliers. You know, I, I know we are not operators and we, you know, we don't have the same uh, struggles that, that the marketing teams of brands do. But um, I think people forget often the bird's eye view we have as a team across hundreds and hundreds of brands, activities and marketing campaigns. And not that we would ever share any activities between them, of course, but we develop a gut feel of, what works and what doesn't and i say the is it the royal we or the opposite i don't mean me i yeah. mean our success team and our onboarding team and our account management team they are probably and i don't think this is a, an overly grand thing to say i believe the airship support team are involved involved in more hospitality marketing campaigns each week than any other team in any other company in this country Mm. We've got 800 brands across two platforms that put all their marketing and e-commerce through us. Wow. And it's visible to all of our teams. So you have these people that might have only worked here two years and might think they're quite junior, but they'll have seen more successes and failures in marketing strategy through you know, digital platforms than most people in their entire careers. And so people like Jack, a good example with the Rudy's activation, when 
he rang us, you know, over a year ago and said, like he always does and like he always did, we've got this thing coming up. We want to do something similar to this and we want the end result to be something like this. Can you just have a quick chat and use you as a soundboard for my idea? And can you say from what you've seen, do you think we should tweak or amend or add or remove any sections of it? And and the the, the idea that stands out the most from Jack was bringing up saying we're opening a, a Rudy's in Soho and no yeah. mm-hmm. pizza for all. Pizza for all. And he yeah. said, I've got the budget. What can we do to make sure the spend here is is maximized? And a few people know this one already, but I think it's worth sharing for anyone who doesn't because it really shows how simple it can be. Working with our customer success team, so Georgina and Lorna, who are just, you know, invaluable to us and you know, famous across the the marketing teams of hospitality now. What they created between them was a uh, they went to all of their nine, I think, venues across the north, pulled out the top ten percent of their loyal customers just based on pop. So what is the ten percent of people based on visit frequency coming back into their Rudy's in the north? Pulled that data down, uploaded it to Instagram and Facebook and did a lookalike audience to five percent and said, find people socially similar to our top ten percent of customers in the north. And then targets the Soho area, served up an advert saying, release the you know, free pizzas for all. We're giving away 7,000 pizzas. And that linked through to an airship form, filled a new unit in airship with the personal data. When it got to 7,000 opt-ins, it sent out a release the pizza email with a link to their Res Diary booking form and a toggle gift card. Then they booked through uh, Res Diary. They, they sold out their first three days in Soho in 17 minutes. Uh, something like 92% of people that signed up for pizza turned up to get one. But then when the toggle gift card was redeemed through the EPOS system that then integrates with Airship, the EPOS system told us that, okay, the gift card's been redeemed. And then it automatically sent out an email to Dan, say, saying, hey, thanks so much for visiting us. We hope you enjoyed your free pizza. Would you be kind enough to leave us a review on TripAdvisor with a link? People are generous after a free pizza. And they went to number 26 for the whole of London. Yeah, so, you were seeing that. Crazy. Um, and the beauty of it is that it only, as soon as that ad's been served on Facebook and Instagram, nothing else, no one touches anything. It's all automated. It all goes through without anyone lifting a finger. All the metrics are being reported on. It's all just happening in the background. And it's a beautiful thing that comes from the mind of an exceptionally talented marketeer, but mm-hmm. through this filter of speaking to a, a technically gifted support team that know how all these platforms speak to each other. Um, and it's probably my favorite part of the job, watching them do that and watching it come to life and going, Shit, it's pretty powerful, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, so, what about Toggle then? So, we'll touch on Toggle a bit, and then we'll get into some future and fun questions and let you get on with your days. Um, so, yeah, what what about Toggle then? What is it? So, we, um, in 2014, we were very much uh, supporting Living Ventures restaurants, uh, and and uh, Tim and Jeremy um, mm-hmm. uh, were smashing it out of the park with their brands the alchemist and uh the botanist and um before the botanist really australasia yeah, yeah, yeah. Black, black house and you know they were being true entrepreneurs uh true visionaries really uh and the resurgence of manchester and spinning fields and the developments they were smashing deals in mm. with, with different people uh, and really helping manchester the revival of manchester and uh They'd come to me and asked me, uh, Jeremy had come to me and asked me uh, uh, to build him a gift card platform. Uh, we built it. Uh, it was a custom build, really. And then a couple of other operators, Red's True Barbecue, when they were absolutely smile, uh, flying and doing their thing, uh, we we gave it to them and Brewhouse and Kitchen took it and a couple of other people took it as well. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was part of Airship. 
Mm. Uh, so it was part of our tech stack at the time. It was really uh, laborious to roll out and very expensive to roll out to other people. It wasn't very scalable, wasn't really robust. Um, so we took the decision in 2018 to rebuild it from scratch um, and to build a gift card platform as a separate SaaS platform. Yeah. And, you know, up to 2018, Airship had been selling hours. We're a full service agency. And then when we'd lost these two big customers, one of which went bust and one pulled the budget, um, I'd stepped into the business uh, as the CEO from being the commercial director um, and uh, just took the decision never to sell another hour. So that was our pivoting point, uh, which was the start of who we are today, really. Mm -hmm. um, and so we built Toggle. And it was never about gift cards. It was always about hospitality commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, it was always about how do we help hospitality operators leverage this really amazing channel? Because uh, it is an amazing channel. And in the US, you can buy a gift card for anything in the US. Anything. Your local plumber. You know, the teachers at the end of the... Uh, at the end of the school year, just get flooded with gift cards for every sort of business in their local communities and service as well, you know. Just everybody sells a gift card. You've just um, given me an idea for uh, Valentine's Day, thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Plumber. Um, plumber. <laughs> plumber gift card. So, so we built it, and we've got this amazing guy uh, called Jules, uh, Julian Cole in our business, who's like, he's just an amazing coder. He's also amazing uh, at the violin as well as it oh, okay. He's been on loads of number ones and loads wow. of number ones. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Very yeah. good. Uh, but he's an amazing coder and he, 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 he lives it and he loves it and he builds great things. Uh, he's leading the AI project for us. And, you know, literally yesterday he showed me something new that he'd built in AI, which pretty much ready to go. Uh, and it's. Uh, you know, so he's he's got his commercial, his uh, user, his operator, his technology. Um, so he's got this magical mix, and every tech company really probably has a jewels in it, uh, which is that that person that's leading it and pushing it all the time. Mm -hmm. So Jules built it. Um, we knew what we were doing anyway, uh, and we we launched Toggle in two th October two thousand and eighteen. And that first year, we did about two and a half million pound. Uh, that first quarter uh, of time since we when we launched it uh, through that Christmas, um, and then 2019 we uh, we added some more brands to it, and you know it was the whole premise was that you could come to Toggle, go to usetoggle.com, sign up, build a store, connect a payment account. Stripe at the time uh, was the first one we did. We've now got six or seven, I think, including PayPal and Braintree and AdGen and Global and. I can't remember them all. Anyway, uh, so we, we you add your payment account, um, you sell a gift card, and you can redeem a gift card, and you can do all of that in 30 minutes. So that was your MailChimp of gifting. I think it was on the front of the booth. Yeah, MailChimp. <laughs> um, I've never heard of them. MailChimp. I can't Yep. Yeah. Um, so, um, they're, so on, they're on next week, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> only go. Um, so uh, so uh, that's what we built. We built this platform. Um, yeah. And, and what happened was when we rolled into, we, we went for funding in 2019 and we, we raised some money with uh, uh, Mercia, who are Northern Powerhouse. Uh, 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 they get the money from the British Business Bank and uh, we got half a million quid off them uh, to accelerate, basically. 
And we then tipped into the pandemic uh, and gifting became the norm at that point because, uh, well, we we sort of gave it a little bit of a shove uh, in that we gave our platform away for free. Uh, so Toggle became free. And it's it's about pre-driving pre-visit revenue, about getting customers who are making a promise of a future visit uh, because you're getting that money up from, and then that customer's going to come along or their uh, friend, family member, colleague's going to come along, use that gift card. Um, and, and that's Toggle and Toggle was born. And uh, during 2020, um, it did that hockey stick thing that uh, every SaaS CEO uh, wants to see happen, mm-hmm. uh, where you get all of these people signing up. Um, and uh, I think we did five and a half million pound that year of 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 gift card sales in a closed sector uh, where we didn't raise an invoice we didn't raise an invoice and uh and that solidified us as uh, as as you know in in the eye i think i don't know it, it just we just it just set out our stall as to who we are as people just set out our stall that's who we are it was the right thing to do right it's the right thing to do at the right time yeah. uh, and uh and it is who it is who we are. And yeah, the reason, it's the reason I joined uh, Ashman Toggle. I don't know if I've told you this before, but I was watching it from elsewhere as Dan announced it. The the, the lockdown happened across the sector, and all SaaS suppliers all reacted in whichever way they did because it was the unknown. It was terrifying, and um, I was just attracted to these bright lights of Sheffield because everyone had fallen steady, steady. Daddy. Well, I'm from the other side, so I have to be careful. <laughs> in Lancashire, but just watching, there seemed to just be one tech provider that was still sprinting whilst everyone else was taking a knee, and yeah. pretty convinced he was living in the office, loud on every single social channel, running masterclasses. The whole platform was free. Yeah, yeah. me asking questions, saying, "What have we done with this? What have we done with this?" Where you are, like, what are you talking about? The pandemic basically happened 72 hours ago. We've done nothing. We're just shitting going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think I drank two bottles of red wine one night, sat at my kitchen table, and then FaceTimed Dan and said, do you want to pay me? I, I, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, my, you're my best mate. Was it one of those? Yeah, yeah well, we, you know, we knew each other quite well. Why then. didn't you phone me? <laughs> <laughs> the bright lights are Got it. Got it. Uh, yeah, if you'd have made it all free, I'd have come. But that was <laughs> genuinely the thing that, for a few people, attracted us to to come and join Airship, just seeing that there was someone and a group of people doing the right thing who were had nothing to financially gain from it, who knew yeah. it was like, we're just doing the right thing for the sector with the tools that we have available. And it was like, okay, count me in. That sounds great. Yeah. And, and it was the it was the right time to do something, to, to show your support. And I think with, you know, what you did, like, it wasn't even, like, a calculated thing. You know, some people could be cynical about it, but you're just like, no, look, like, we want you to... Because at the end of the day, no hospitality, no you. Yep. You know, no Scotland, no party and all that. So you're just going, well, you know, like, I'd, I'd rather this went to good use than just sat there. Yeah. And and also, you, you would have learned things through people using it too, you know. It just drove our development. Exercise, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Crust Brothers. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he just he signed up, uh, gave away. I think he he just went on on Instagram or something and said, "Buy a gift card and we'll send a pizza to St Thomas's Hospital in London." Wow! And, and just like hundreds of people bought. Gift yeah. Cards. Like, 
we didn't, you know, Jules is like, we didn't build it for this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then, and then, of course, he's on the phone saying, how do I mass redeem all these gift cards? Because, you know, they're all buying pizza, but he didn't want. So we built Pay It Forward. And we yeah. built Pay It Forward and we did it in a weekend. You know, yeah. and, and it's like the adrenaline. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden we're then doing retail. And then, you know, we've done experiences. And then all of a sudden we've got five different things that people can sell. And it is a shop. And I'm like, we've got, it's like Shopify for hospitality, this. Yeah, yeah. Econ platform. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's never heard of them. Uh, never heard of them. Right. Uh, and it's like physical and digital cards. And, you know, we've just done tickets and we've done this thing called Champions. And actually, you know, we did 50 million pounds last year on top. 50 yes. million pounds. We did 22 million pounds the year before. This year, uh, we're going to do 100 million quid. Yeah. It's like mental sort of money. Yeah, it's yeah. army. Yeah. And all of those, or every one of those pounds is a promise of a future visit. It's yeah. like you're buying your customer in advance. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. And, 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 and breakage is sweet too, right? Sure. If you, you know? want to take the, take the breakage, take the breakage. But yeah, you yeah. want to visit because the spend uplift you get on a gift card is mental in hospitality. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. I, used, I used to work in experiences years ago, and I think we were like 38, 40%. Yeah. Was the breakage in your business model was 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 predicated on that, you know? <laughs> but obviously, the, you then gave good customer service. So if someone did say, just found this in a drawer, it's a couple of months over, then you would do the right thing, you'd like to think. But, but no, the, you know, the, it, it, it's a sweet thing, you know, just to yeah, yeah. have a little bit of that kicking around too. Yeah. We saw some figures over the end of last year and even gift cards that were worth £200 or more, um, 11% of them never got redeemed, just disappeared. In a but then it also frightens me, with, you know, that I'm very mathematical often, but, you know, the risk of that being out there but as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember back at the experiences thing, some, you know, way back, we weren't so hot on expiration dates, so you just yeah. had this sort of this money that could it's, it's like the you know the going to the bank and everyone calling in their money right it would yeah, be, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, whenever there's a whenever there's a sniff of a retailer going yeah in, yeah you know well, the run on hmv yeah uh, yeah people with gift cards you know oh yeah. it by the way what a disgrace of a brand these days just yeah. oh christ 40 <laughs> pound for a bit of vinyl i know yeah right so uh last thing then and we'll, we'll do some quick fire fun questions so uh what's next for you guys and the business and hospitality do you think yeah i think um i think obviously we're part of zonal family now yeah uh, we got bought in october 2020 you're scottish now mate yeah, Scottish now. <laughs> yeah, you I am. need to get some Iron Brew OG. You need to get some of that ordered. Yeah. <laughs> get one. I'll get <laughs> You're telling the wonderful story about the future. I'll go on Amazon and get us a crack. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, on yeah, it, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Get on it. Yeah, I think, uh, look, it, it's it's really exciting because we're we're about, I don't know how many locations we are. Let's say 8,000 or something, seven or 8,000 yep. mm-hmm. uh, locations that we provide tech to. And Zonal is about 16,000 locations. And sure, there's some crossover there. Not yeah. masses of it, uh, but there's some crossover there. Um, so we've got this opportunity uh, to build really good tech. Um, and uh, we, there was a reason that we sold to Zonal and didn't sell to other um, uh, tech providers in the space that, that may or may not exist. Um, uh, so uh, there's a reason we sold to Zonal, and that's you know my relationship with Stuart 
who's the CEO of right, Top Man. Yeah, yep. and uh, and what his vision is uh, for the sector as well. And obviously, you know, tech's going to move really quickly over the next two or three years. Uh, the use of AI uh, across the board uh, will uh, shorten, will, will just remove processes basically and make things much slicker in operations, in the kitchen, in marketing, across the board, across the board. Um, so, um, yeah, we've got a, we've got we've got some new modules launching. So we're launching feedback. Uh, in about three weeks' time, we've just launched Airship Teams as a new way of engaging with teams. We've got uh, bulk orders coming in in Toggle, so you can sell 10,000 gift cards at a 10% discount in one transaction. So your sales teams can actively go out and target corporate customers uh, and, and sell 100 gift cards uh, to a local business. Um, uh, so we've got loads of tools around that coming uh, coming through as well. All the AI stuff, we've got the shift over to Amazon AWS, which will solve uh, the speed problem on Airship. Uh, we've got loads of benchmarking uh, coming in as well. Um, so we're, we're, we're just, I think we're just looking forward to continuing to grow uh, a similar rate that we've grown for the last three or four years, which is yeah. 60% year on year. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, uh, probably getting out into the US uh, a little bit and doing a little bit out there as well. So we've got nice. a couple of comments out there um, and uh, uh, looking at building on that. So, yeah, I think that's that's where we are. And just continuing to be part of hospitality and, and be sort of, you know, sit at the heart of it, really, uh, in how we can support our customers and th their teams yeah. uh, in, in engaging with their customers. Because that's what we do is we, you know, people ask me what I do uh, who've never met me before. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, I'm... I, I encourage people to go out and enjoy themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what I see my job as. You know, and we send out 60 million email a month. Um, we're going to sell 100 million pounds worth of gift cards. And, you know, our tech facilitates that. Um, and so we encourage people to go out and enjoy hospitality. But the next time we speak, I want that number to be 180 million and not with new customers sending more communications that are fucking relevant yeah yeah and that's it's such a you know ai will bring uh micro broadcast hyper personalization micro segmentation you know all of the this sort of good stuff you know are you making up these words I'm, sam do you know about any of these the only, oh, word, I, the only word i've written down is dancer is poonana yeah well that was that was the word of the day that was the i don't know what that day. is i can't wait to ask uh -huh. yeah. you need to look at the story around poonana yeah. she was incredible incredible how she yeah. started that business yeah i'm gonna take your word for it yeah. right well um sam have you got anything to add to that before we do the fun questions no, no, you're right. Words are fantastic. Oh, we're going to do a book as well. Another book. Another book. Yeah. Oh, good. You should. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's the book's fantastic. I, I honestly, uh, I need to give it a good. Well, sorry, a good second read. If I've uh, if I've uh, obviously quoted about it, but um, no, I was uh, I just was thoroughly thoroughly impressed. And, well, send um, you a hard copy of it if you've not got I, a hard copy. I of think it. That yeah, I, I think Sam was going to do that. I think maybe uh -huh. yeah, because uh, Bundlebust were asking as well. Boys at Bundlebust were wanting yeah. it, so Sam was definitely sending those. And, um, and the book is like I I present loads of strategy sessions. I do a good half day with loads of different operators all the time, and it's you know the value exchange automation loyalty all of these things and yeah you know in december i just thought fuck it you know let's yeah. do a book 
book. Let's do a book. Let's Alan Partridge style. Empty empty brains into <laughs> yeah. a book. Yeah. And go out to some of our mates and ask them to put some content together. Yeah. And and I use I use uh, Canva. And it was, oh my god, this yeah. is insanely good. Yeah, yeah. Bit of kit, you know. I I think you did a great job. And there's a big thing that I'm hoping to launch this year. And I need to be inspired by you guys because I've been sitting on this for about, in fact, you guys know about it actually, but I've been sitting on it for about two years and I just need to go on and do it. And you guys doing that. But then I think they, I think you need somebody to do it with too. You know, I think you guys being the Ant and Decker of this world, um, more coming wise, whatever. Um, I think that that helps, you know what I mean? Just because you're sitting with a blank page, you go, oh, but yeah, I'm very hopeful. I'm ditching something to make room for this. Yeah. And I, I think it could be huge. So yeah, mm. I'm excited about that. Anyway, right, fun questions. We'll, we'll fast through these. And uh, actually my, my cleaner's turned up, so hopefully there's no hoovering or anything mm -hmm. like that. And I'm, and I'm going to go get my hair cut, hence how bad it looks, Dan. Um, so fun part. Market of 10 questions. Well, very firstly, have you seen the film Blackberry yet? No. You've got to watch it, especially yeah. you talking about iPhone killing your business and SMS. Please do that tonight. It is yeah. okay. brilliant. It's very good. Uh, second, and this isn't the usual questions, but I want to know this from both of you, but really, Dan, favourite board game? Monopoly. Is it still? Yeah, still. I'm sorry, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm game of life. Are you going to say something like Pie Face or one of these? No, no, I I, I love uh, Game of Life. Wonderful. Uh -oh. I don't know if it's a real game that exists outside of Lancashire, but basically just trying to beat every other people that you literally went to university, got status symbols, got a job, got married, put little kids in the. You went to university and you live in Lancashire? Oh, it's. Right, okay. It's the central Lancashire, <laughs> the 88th finest establishment we have in this country. Okay, is it? Right, okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, Game of Life is a great board game. You should buy okay. it. Very good. Okay, I was just curious as we were talking about it. Right, anyway, favourite city to eat in? Quick fire, Sam. Uh, Las Vegas. Whoa. Good. Can I say cities outside this country? Me and Dan did a lot of it. No, 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 please. Because everybody says London and I'm like, ah. Oh. We ate some. Good I, I should actually say, except London, um, Las Vegas. That's where I get married. Yeah, Copenhagen. Uh, Vegas, yeah, for me. Good one. Good one. Uh, uh why, Dan? Uh, because um, it's got loads of chefs from Noma who have just started up on their own uh -huh. and born out of that and gone through that kitchen. Yeah, uh, and just created their own spin-off concepts. And yeah. it's a very friendly city as well. And it's very yeah. compact and it's very beautiful. And yeah, morning, noon and night, great food. Even the good looking people or the ugly people are good looking. Is that what they say? Um, so yeah. And Sam, Vegas, just because of its cornucopia of plethora of things. It's just a lot of fun, uh, low guilt, comfort food. The ex you're just happy. Yeah. The hospitality there is yeah. just, you're not here to find dining. You're not here yeah. to watch your waistline you're here yeah. to be happy enjoy your company bright light lots of color it's a lot of fun good um favorite hotel dan i don't have one it's a really bad answer i'm, I'm I, uh, hotels for me are just a bed and my my experience of hotels are uh are, 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 uh 
uh, uh, the cities that surround them and the places that surround them. Okay, I don't want a dirty weekend with you then. Uh, no. Sam? So, <laughs> I've woken up a few times in the Hoxton and always thought that was very fancy. <laughs> Usually by Do you not remember going? No, no, I've never. <laughs> the two times I've woken up, I do not remember making the choice to stay there. Um, but I would say my favourite hotel, because Dan's right, I once said a challenge to Katie Moses. I think I've been to more hospitality brands in more different cities over the last five years than anyone else in this sector. I genuinely think that is a fact. And she told right. me. Bed uh-huh. hotels. Said hotels. I love the, the, the high quality. I can get to my room and get out really quick. Yeah. Spend about six hours in my hotel room. Yeah. I get in late. I check in, I go to sleep, I wake up early, I yeah, get out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a, a Z. Like yeah. I went to Pikes in Ibiza last year, and that was uh that was insane. Yeah, that, yeah, I bet. that was the best hotel I've ever stayed at. Nice. By nice. a long chalk. Oh, well you've you've pulled that one at the bag there, Dan. It was uh, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, it's just a bed. Oh, I've just been to one of the most legendary hotels in the world. I okay. Pipe, <laughs> pipe down, pipe down. Um so uh, favorite coffee shop. Greg's black coffee, sausage roll, diet coke. Do you, want, do you want to know something? I had a Greg's Deliveroo this morning. Oh yes, I, I like caffeine in London. Yes, yeah, they're really guys. good. They're not a customer yeah. of mine uh, of ours. Yeah. They're, they're, but they're, when I see their brand on a street, I'm walking down. I'm like, yeah, I'll go in there. There's also this little. Uh, uh, I usually stay in Lancaster Gate, and there's a little uh, coffee shop at the back of there that opens at 7 a.m. And the team in there are exceptional. Uh, the food, the coffee, and everything else is exceptional. And I can't remember their name, but oh. I know what they are. Well, yeah. you tell me later. I can put it in the notes. Yeah, yeah great. Um, favorite bar and pub or pub? You can have two. My favorite bar is probably. Uh... Artesian in the Langham Hotel, where their team make these incredibly fancy cocktails, and the menu you order it on is incredibly fancy. But probably because of the memories, I think we've been there twice after winning awards with Airship in our mm. 2021, 2022 days. And both times I managed to convince the team working there that part of my job was to inspect cocktail laboratories. So both times they took me downstairs what? to look at the lab and let me play with the centrifugal force machine and let me drink. 80% proof distilled beetroot. And then by the time they realized that wasn't my job, I was very drunk. So I'm probably barred, but they do an incredible service there. The team are very knowledgeable and they do a cocktail at the moment called the Insect, which is made from, I think it's bourbon, Campari, crickets, and mealworm or something. So uh, a great place. And then my favorite pub is the Sir Tom Finney uh, in Penwitham. Uh, where I got my first job behind the bar as a 16-year-old, and they didn't ask my age, and I didn't say my age, and it was uh, my wonderful start in hospitality. Nice. Very good, Dan. Uh, Cricket in Totley, Thornbridge Pub. It's about three metres from my house. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, a bar? Is there a bar? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the bar in Nomad, in london i've never mm-hmm. stayed there mm-hmm. uh, but that bar downstairs there i think is pretty special i like hotel bars it's a weird thing to say uh, but they've really upped their game in london in the last few years um the oscar in holborn it's a tremendous bar you know in negroni yeah. to start the night in there pretty special yeah uh, nomad yeah 
yeah it's uh i don't know yeah very good yeah any favorite chat up line in a hotel bar no that's not one of the questions um <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then so the last uh that i could just see there done with an old-fashioned i like it um so favorite restaurant is the last question and what would you be eating there i know what mine will be I mean, we've eaten in a, I've eaten in more different restaurants with Dan than with my own wife, which is... I, he is your wife. Yeah, he, he is your yeah, work wife. He is my work wife. Yeah. You lucky devil. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I would, uh, I would eat a Brigadier's in part yeah. of JKS, because I've never been there, not just kind of taking a breath and going, God, this is good. Yeah. If I had to choose a starter and a main, I think I would go for the goat belly vindaloo samosas, just for the experience mm. to start. And then they do a beef shin and bone marrow biryani which i mean the whole experience of Come on. Is, is just insane yeah that sounds great I, 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 I love sitting at the bar at cricket i took sam there last week for his birthday uh last week week before last week last week yeah. his birthday i didn't tell him it was his birthday i've only told him that now because i didn't get him anything for his birthday so i'm going to okay. assign that meal for his right welcome um so i like sitting at the bar in there uh, in cricket i think they do a really good job uh, i think the food's exceptional i love the buzz of the place um uh, i ate at fallow uh, the week before that was very that good was second time in haymarket I ate at mountain that week as well that was very good Jeez, oh. there's a lot the to go at at the moment there's a yeah. lot to go at there's a lot All to right go. yeah okay <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting with my greg's delivery <laughs> <laughs> oh we should give a special mention oh, favor I ate at Faber last week. Uh, that was very good. It yeah. was very good. He was on stage. He talked to Anthony Pender, talked to RMI, talked about the providence of it, all about, you know, what he was about, the brand was about. I was sat there thinking, yeah, okay, all right, it sounds great. It can't be that great. And I went along that night, uh, got myself a, a, a seat there and had a stupendous meal. It was yeah. so good. It was so good. Go on, Sam. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, you're well. Man, was just a special mention to somewhere that is uh, plays a role in all. Whenever we've got a big decision to make an airship and we find ourselves in the same city, me and Dan head out of the office to a tiny place called Lavaca. Is it called? Yeah, Lavaca. Yeah. I think it translates to literally just the word cow. And they just do these massive panhandle steaks that you hold. They're bigger than your head. Oh, like tomahawk things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never seen anything like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have a panhandle steak and talk about whatever big decision is facing Airship and Toggle and it seems to be the best way to chew our way through the uh, the issue. So yeah, I'm going to give a special mention to Lavaca in Sheffield. So right. this is when you are solely coming up with the great marketing ideas, Sam, yeah? Is that, what, is that what it is? Well, as the best marketeer well, yeah. mm. Dan, yeah. how have you done it again? And yeah. Write them down, don't ask anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that... I just sit there with a notepad chewing <laughs> on his steak and I'm like, Whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready, mate. And then he, he looks at me. And I, honestly, it's God. it's like it's like no Gallagher writing Wonderwall, really. It's amazing, you know, it just drops from the sky. Oh my I mean, God, that's a good one. He's yeah. no, and I'm Liam. That is the best analogy. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, peace and love, peace and love. Um, thank you again for supporting everything that I do, um, and and including the podcast and uh. And just being good partners in crime, you know, you're always there for me when I need. So thank you. And mm-hmm. and obviously, same goes. Uh, anything you need, oh, give me a shout. Um, and then yeah, I'll be in touch about that big sneaky project at some point. Yeah, uh, I need to get a couple of cans of iron brew down me. And uh, 
and get on with it in a Popeye sense. So yeah, that'll be it. All right. Thanks, Mark. Have a great See weekend. You. See you, you soon. Pal. Cheers. Bye. Bye. So there we go. A good laugh with Sam and Dan. I always want to see Dave and Sam or Sam and Ben. But anyway, there we go. So great chat and also massive apologies to Dan for giving Sam so much credit for the marketing. But I think it's the duo that makes the dream work, if that's a thing. And really, they are the outstanding and standout B2B marketers in this space, but it's because they don't treat it like B2B that they're so successful. So thanks to the guys for being on the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. And of course, if you do need anything, gift cardy or CRME, then do drop Sam a line at Airship and he'll sort you out. Over and out. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity and serve guests better. Just visit vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic and get in touch with the team right away. That's vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off for another podcast and I'm really looking forward to the next time we're together. Next time, we'll hear from many, many more interesting people with top tips, tricks and tales that will make your brand boom.